Hey everybody, how you doing out there in podcast land? Welcome to the 9,427th Taylor Swift Fan Podcast. Hell no! Hell no! Hell no! This is Sports Frenzy 2.0. Bum, 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 bum. Football time, baby. He's the conquistador, Dave Heights. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. It is September 27, 2023 as we record this. It will drop Thursday the 28th. Yes, I am bitter about the entire Bears-Chiefs fiasco, the whole weekend, the Taylor Swift crap, the Travis. Oh, let's name the, the Kelsey-Swift pairing. Let's come up with it. Should we take odds? Yeah, a Vegas a trailer. Let's take odds. Trailer trash. Good Lord. So we shall start off with recapping that disaster. Of course. <sighs> It was expected. 41-10, to 10, not it even was, a game, not even a contest. This shows how abject, pathetic that coaching staff is. Another game where they were not prepared anywhere. I mean, my God. Again, you have problems with blocking on the offensive line. Fields is so shell-shocked at this point. He can't make a decision to throw the ball. They've ruined him. How many drops did they have in that game when he actually got the throws downfield on their hands? I watched the race. I wasn't going to subject myself I, to that. That That's just what I saw in the first half. I bailed in the second half. Yeah, no, no way in hell was I going to. There was no way in hell I expected anything other than a bloodbath. I watched the race. I figured yeah. this would be the one weekend here during football season where I'd actually watch the race. Yep, and it, it was as pathetic as you would expect. Again, there's still no pass rush on defense. Nobody can do anything. No. And they, what, how many guys in the secondary are still injured? Yeah, and you know, I'm damn freaking sick and tired of Fields getting cheap-shotted, late hit, and no flag thrown. He gets no protection from the officials or his damn teammates. There was one run he had. He was tackled, and uh, I think it was Gay from the Chiefs. As he tackled him, threw a forearm into his face mask. And then he gets up woozy, and Moore had to make sure and take him off the field because he wasn't sure where he was at. A complete cheap shot that the fucking officials missed yet again. Absolutely pathetic. And here you see other guys just get tapped 15 yards roughing the passer. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. What do you pathetic. think would have happened if that, that, that forearm shiver had happened to Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Gone. Yeah. But here's the problem. Number one, coaching, obviously. Like you said, not prepared, not protecting the players, not telling the other players, unifying them, stand up for your teammates. Where's your damn offensive line sticking up for their quarterback? Right, right. Absolutely But ridiculous. then, of course, number two, as their reputation plummets, because today on my daily Yahoo Sports newsletter, main story, the most pathetic franchise in the NFL. Guess who it is? The Bears. Yeah. 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 We've known that for decades. Thank God they at least have the guts to say it's time for the uh, the old feel-good 
McCaskey crap to to go away. Sell the goddamn team. Let's put in a coaching staff who knows what to do. Oh, this week. Now there's start you're starting to hear the rumblings. Oh, you got to bench Fields. You got to bench Fields. Who the hell else yeah. do you have? You're going to play that kid who what? Division Baguette? 2? Yeah. And then, oh, just tank and then draft another top-rated quarterback. They're not going to come here! Caleb Williams! coaches? Why in the hell? They have ru- This organization, different coaching staffs, have ruined Mitch Trubisky. They've now ruined Justin Fields. They can't develop anybody. Anyone who comes you in You could go back to group, Cade McNown. Yeah. Nobody has been developed. Frickin' Cutler, for crying out loud, at least had potential coming in, and he floundered. This organization sucks. They can't do anything right from the top to the bottom. And it doesn't matter who the GM is. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. It starts with the ownership group being cheap asses and not hiring the right people to begin with. That Yahoo story I mentioned points to a specific moment in time when the Bears could have hired Andy Reid after he'd been fired by the Eagles and he was out there and everybody knew he was going to be a damn good coach. He'd done a great job with the Eagles. Yep. It was just one of those weird situations. And they decided to hold off and wait to hire a GM before hiring the head coach, coach, where the Chiefs said, screw it, we'll hire the coach first, and then the GM will have to make it work. And who did we end up with, Dave? That would be one Mark Trestman. Dr. Death. Who, of course, was a really big success coaching in the CFL. Yeah, Canadian football, nothing to do with the NFL. This is going to be the the pattern all year, kids, until we're numb, which could happen by week six, until we're numb. Because as Dave mentioned, yeah, great. We tank. We've got the top two picks in the draft, our pick and the Panthers pick potentially. Yeah. And guess what? Caleb Williams' father has already come out and said if the right team isn't sitting with the number one pick, he could go back to school. And he might as well because I sure as hell wouldn't go to the Bears. Nobody in the right fucking mind will sign with the Bears. No, there's no point anymore because it. Yahoo is right. We are pathetic. We are a laughingstock. We are the most terrible, awful, nasty, no good franchise in the NFL right now. And that's saying something with the Jets mired in stupidity as and well. And the Browns. And the Browns. But at least they show moments. At least they... I mean, at least the they're Jets, trying. The Jets tried with Aaron Rodgers. It's just terrible, awful, bad luck. <laughs> the Browns have a shit ton of guys on defense. At least they're playing good defense. Yeah, the defense. The is Deshaun keeping them Watson in every game. thing might not turn out well, but they're not embarrassing themselves right now. No. So it's the Texans won last week. The Cardinals won last week, and there were people saying, "Not us." The Bears would be a playoff contender here in 2023. Ha 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 My ass. Bull crap. Who are they going to beat? Nobody in their division. 
Nobody in their division, unless the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins. Then maybe. Outside of that, they're not beating anybody in that division. So who else on the schedule are they going to beat? Oh, well, we've got that discussion coming up when we make our picks this week. Because lo and behold, I think it's somebody who my second team, the Dolphins, put 70 on. That would be the maybe the next worst team to the Bears, the Broncos. I don't know what is wrong with that team. Of course, we don't get to see them here in the Midwest. No. But there, there is a deep, deep, dark, nasty, Disconnect. I don't know, cancer going on in that organization. I don't know if it's Russell Wilson. You got new ownership. You brought in a new head coach. And you're having the On the same surface, crap. a guy who should be at least able to turn this team around to a 7-10 a and 10 type season. You would think maybe the problem is Mr. Wilson. Maybe he's not a leader. Maybe he is not a leader. And maybe, again, as we see in Pete Seattle. Pete Carroll was right. And Pete Carroll is the reason why that team was successful. I'm, I'm telling you, I've said this over the last couple of years, going back to last year, when we thought, oh, he's got Geno Smith. Huh, he's yeah. going to fail miserably. And nope. they go to the playoffs. I'm telling you what, Pete Carroll could be the most underrated head coach of all time. Yeah, it's And I don't think I'm overstating that. No, he gets the most out of his teams. It's it's amazing what he's been able to do out there. Yeah. So, of course, the other stories surrounding, we don't want to dismiss the 70 points for the Dolphins, of course. It was phenomenal. The most points. Nearly since- historic. Most points since the 1966 Redskins. Yes, I can say it because that was their team team name name. at the time. Yep. They put up 72. Yep. And Mike McDaniel decided to keep it classy. Even though I don't think Sean Payton would have just been pissed if he would have gone for the record, being so close. But McDaniel wanted to keep the Dolphins grounded. What is the goal? get to the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. Yep. And he did that as he was smoking a bowl. Whatever it is, it's working for him. Hey, man. Why don't we put up 70 this week? Hey, man. Whatever works. (laughs) Beaners. Beaners eat beans. And, of Uh, course, my Buccaneers. I didn't hate the effort. On Monday night against Philadelphia, they did lose to the Eagles, twenty-five to eleven. I, I don't think they're as bad as I thought. I thought the Bears would be a lot better than the Buccaneers. I really did. Oh no, no, no! The Buccaneers actually, with Todd Bowles as head coach, they're and actually Baker Mayfield as quarterback, look like they have a life. They look like they have a pulse. Yeah, they're at least prepared. Yeah. Now, going back to the Bears, got to go back to the Bears because, of course, we're going to talk about, as Dave mentioned, trailer. Because all, all the focus is all on... about Taylor Swift now being there as a guest of Travis Kelsey. Banging on the glass up in the luxury box with Travis Kelsey's mom dropping F bombs. Let's fucking go! 
Oh, America's sweetheart cursed. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Oh, she's as pure as the driven snow. Didn't you know that? But she cleaned up afterwards. You see that? Yes. She at least cleaned up a little bit. What, rented out a whole restaurant for a private dinner for her and Travis? And then, of course, as they were leaving and somebody caught them on camera, Travis Kelsey wearing this, like a drop cloth jacket, which is now sold out, I saw, all over the internet. What'd she dress him to? I don't know. I don't know what the hell. I don't care. I don't care I'm about sick celebrities. Of celebrity couple bullshit. And the thing I don't understand about Tra- uh, Taylor Swift, honestly, I know this is probably a discussion for the weekend edition, but I really don't want to taint the weekend edition with this. Is is this like the Beatles in the and Elvis with her? With the movie now coming out, and they're saying it's going to open at 130, God. 140. I mean, she is like the biggest phenomenon since then, isn't she? Even though it God doesn't, help us, it seems so. It doesn't play into what we like. Not but, even remotely close, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat, kids. Next thing she you know, ain't getting my money. No. For one song of hers, I liked one one and personally i'll take olivia rodrigo that's a hot box of rocks now there you go taylor swift doesn't do anything for me sorry hey kudos to her though she seems like she can handle fame well i'm fine with that yep we need more people like her who are not care of those who work for her so who are not jackasses and douchebags and of course check out the weekend edition we got plenty of those for you yeah and even at the end of this episode, in the sports world. But that wasn't all for the Bears this week. Oh, no. If no, no. only. If only. Should we talk about the theft or the confirmation of the reasons <coughs> why our defensive coordinator resigned? <coughs> Let's go light and just discuss the theft first <laughs> off. A light. A light. A light topic involving $100,000 in theft of equipment out of Soldier Field. That's Chicago for you in a nutshell, kids. And then again, we're getting closer. We mentioned last week when we talked about the resignation of the defensive coordinator, we mentioned there were some things that might possibly come to light. There were were improprieties that took place. We were waiting to find out what they were. Now, we're getting a little bit clearer picture, but it's still not, to me, confirmed yet. I still have not seen 100% confirmation, but now sources say that he resigned due to inappropriate workplace conduct. Yes. Human resources was involved. And then again, we're still hearing... Do we have like a Mel Tucker situation going on? Yeah, we're still hearing that there was an investigation on the property, his house. Yeah. So I st- I am not still not going to until I see 100% to confirmation that this all happened and what was speculated initially actually was the problem. I'm still not going to go there. Nope. Oh, and Travis Kelsey jerseys are sold out. 400% increase in sales after Sunday's game. All the Swifties have bought Kelsey's jerseys. 
this is unbelievable. This is freaking unbelievable. And the Bears just get steamrolled by this whole thing. Yep. Bill Belichick chimes in. Bill Belichick chimes in. On the Bears? No. No. On on, trailer? On trailer. Oh, God. When they asked him, because he is a a big Taylor Swift fan, and they asked him, they asked, "What, what do you think of this, coach? What do you think of this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing? He said, oh, I know. Travis Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career, but this could be the biggest catch of them all. <laughs> well said, Coach. Well would you, said. Would you like to talk 15 minutes about the role of special teams in the NFL today? <laughs> special teams. Oh, my God. Isn't that what Travis and Taylor Well, thank did? God the Jets have to deal with this now. Yeah, thank no God shit. the Jets have to deal with this. Because they can't flex out of the game, I believe this is the Sunday night game. It on is NBC this week. Yeah, it's too and early would, to flex. You would think, you would think, on the face of it, with Zach Wilson versus <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, this would be a ratings debacle. But because of the hope that Taylor Swift will it's be there, be in the box. Yep, ratings are going to be ridiculous. But isn't Travis in the box? I don't know, Dave. I have not received confirmation on that either. Oh, you dirty, dirty man. (laughs) That's just a simple question. All right, let us move on to some other teams outside of our favorites. We've got injuries, of course, each and every week. Dallas's defense takes a major blow as star cornerback Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL. Not a good thing. And, of course, they're coming off an embarrassing loss. How the hell did they lose to Arizona? My God, that defense looked pathetic. That's the thing. With the Bears looking so bad, and now Arizona and the Texans winning. It's it's worse. Yeah, it's just terrible how badly the organization looks. Yeah, with... Houston, Arizona, and Atlanta winning. And the Colts beating the, the Ravens. Colts. What the hell? Saints quarterback Derek Carr injures his shoulder, his AC joint. He is week to week, so we don't know if it's going to be him or Jameis Winston yep. coming up against the Buccaneers. Jimmy G is in concussion protocol after that hit from Micah Fitzpatrick. Second time this year already. Yeah. Not not a good thing for Mr. Garoppolo. No. Might be a good thing for Raiders fans because this might hasten McDaniel's exit out the door. Yeah, no kidding. But as we mentioned, Air, big upsets this week. Arizona tops Dallas. The Texans, what the hell is wrong with Jacksonville? I said they're all offseason. Touting Jacksonville. They are going to be contenders to get to the AFC Championship. They're a year away from the Super Bowl, and now they're one and two. They've taken a – they look like they're going backwards. C.J. Stroud looks like he might be the best quarterback in this draft. Yep. And, again, we mentioned the Colts beating the Ravens with Gardner Minshew. This is the NFL, kids. This is why we love it. You never know what to expect week in and week out, except for the Bears, of course, losing by 30. Yes. And then the Jets went out and added Trevor Simeon. Really? That yeah. that that's 
best you could do. Well, Although I guess no, Pat- we'll talk more about that later on in the show. Okay, babe. I knew you were. I knew you were heading somewhere. <laughs> Are we saving it for the final segment? Well, I think we might. Be. There we go. And the Browns foreshadowing of kids. The Browns bring bring back Kareem Hunt. You could see this coming a mile away after the devastating injury last week to Nick Chubb. So Kareem Hunt gets a $4 million deal. Jerome Ward is the other running back who looked really yeah. good and still looks like he's going to be more of the featured back, yeah, the younger guy. There. But that defense, uh, I'm telling you, for Cleveland is the star of that, that team they right are, now. That defense Miles Garrett. is spectacular right now. So let's look back at some other games, perhaps, that we missed. And pre-prepared, there will be spillage. As always. We mentioned the Browns dominate the Titans 27 to 3. These are the featured games from last week. Yep. The Lions reestablished themselves after losing to the Seahawks. Yep. Beat up on the Falcons. Packers come from behind on the Saints. Not looking good doing it, but they still pulled it off. Then you've got the Chargers taking out the Vikings up in Minnesota. I cannot believe the Vikings are 0-3. That team should not be 0-3. No, they shouldn't. They were supposed to be the team in the NFC North. And it's got to be the defense because Kirk Cousins is putting up ridiculous numbers right now. Justin Jefferson still putting up top-level receiver numbers. Yeah. The running game's a little suspect now. It is, but you kind of thought that was going to be the case. But, yeah, that defense is not helping them at all. Yeah, and the thing is they cut Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook looks like trash for the Jets. But Madison, again, my sleeper pick, isn't doing much better. No. Bill Belichick keeps the streak alive against the Jets. I believe this this winning streak (laughs) against the New York Jets goes back seven years, eight years. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. It's it's a it's a pretty and I good thought, run. You and I both thought this would be the year, even with Zach Wilson, that defense would and how bad the Patriots have been looking. Yeah. Where where was that vaunted Jets defense in this game? Yeah. Fifteen to ten. The commanders are not for real after a two and zero start. Nope. The- how how much of a beatdown did the Bills put on the Commanders? In Washington, 37 to 3. The defense recorded nine sacks, four interceptions. Thank you very much because my boss at work had the Bills defense, which put up 41 points, and I lost to my boss. Thank you very much for that insult and embarrassment. And I'm not blaming the Bills, I'm blaming Washington. Show your ass up a little teeny tiny bit. Come on, Chico. Where the hell are you? You're done at the end of the year. So I would say now the Bills are back. Two and one yep. now. They've they've righted the ship with a massive game this weekend. Huge implications. All right. Steelers are somehow two and one looking very ugly doing it, but... Their defense is... Uh... Playing very well again. Yep, 23-18 in Vegas. They beat the Raiders. Monday night, we mentioned the Eagles-Bucks. The Bengals finally get a win, but they didn't look good doing it. No, 
the Bengals are shaky all over. And the Ram, who the hell are the Rams? Yeah, I don't know what to expect from them week to week. You think they've got the running back. You think they've got this new dynamic wide mm-hmm. receiver in Puka Nakoa substituting for Cooper Cup until he's healthy and back. And they can't do anything against, again, a very underwhelming Cincinnati Bengals team having to rely on four field goals from McPherson. Burrow does not look right. That calf is still bothering him. Gutsy and now, play from him. But and now still, he's going to be on a short week of rest. They should have sat him. He should have sat him. I know they didn't want to go 0-3, but, but they should have on. sat him. You're risking everything for a short-term gain. All right, moving on. As Dave said, there will be spillage. We will start with our picks for week four, starting with Thursday night, September the 28th. NFC North Slobberknocker. Yep, this is the battle that will prop between the two teams that will probably be going down to the wire for the North title. Lions go into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Lions across the board of the seven picks we have, except for Aaron, who's taken the home team. Yeah. Yeah, I know the Lions stumbled at home against the Seahawks. We've already talked about how underrated Pete Carroll is. Um, the Packers, I take no shame from that. No. I take no shame from that at all. The Lions have played three really legit teams so far. They've beaten the Chiefs at Arrowhead. They lost to the Seahawks at home, and they beat the Falcons. So the Packers have been getting by in the skin of their teeth. With the exception of the opening game, destroying the Bears, but there's no shock there. Of course, Aaron Rodgers had to call up Jordan Love and say, congrats, we still own the Bears. And And I can't can't get mad about it anymore. And rightly so. I can't get mad about it anymore. I can't. It's true. But at some Mm -hmm. point, this high-wire act with the Packers, they've got a lot of injuries. That's part of it. Yeah. A lot of injuries. So I think the Lions are the better team. They yep. win. Sunday, October the 1st, the Falcons, we just mentioned them, 2-1, and one, going in to play the 1-2 and two Jaguars in Jacksonville. Don't the Jaguars finally have to show up? I'm sorry. This is a London game. This is the this early is the London, London game. game. This is not in Jacksonville. No. This is a London game. But the Jaguars are used <clears throat> to doing this every year. Right. They do it all the time. So... It's got to be the Jaguars' time to come up. We've talked about the Falcons. They're not They're Desmond not all Ritter. there. Desmond Ritter is no better than Justin Fields. No. So this is you and me and Bill and Aaron are going with the Jaguars. That leaves, of course, Sam and Jen and Doug of the seven picks that are in for the Falcons. One last game before we take a break. The biggest one of the weekend, probably the biggest game of the season so far. Yes. 3-0 Miami Dolphins going up to Orchard Park to play the 2-1 Buffalo Bills. Normally I would take Buffalo at home, but I like the way the Dolphins' defense has been stepping it up and the offense is humming right now. We've seen hiccups with the Bills' defense here and there. Not sure what kind of performance you're going to get out of their quarterback up there. But we'll have to wait and see. 
Dolphins are not going undefeated. No, they're they not. won't. They're, they're no. There's this no is plan. the game they're going to lose. This, this is this they is. will win on the road and then lose at home. See, I think the opposite. I think they'll win the second matchup at home with the Bills. I think this is a perfect letdown spot. You posted seventy points. The euphoria is going to drain this team for this week. You're on the road against your division rival. Yes, That's Josh Allen might in. turn the ball over once, maybe twice, but Tua is going to come down to earth. A-Chain is not going to run for 200. Mostert's not going to run for 75 touchdowns. That. This is going to be a field goal game, but no. it's one of those. It's it's no. They're going to flip-flop on who wins on the road. Well, I say they flip-flop who wins at home. So I'm taking the Bills. Mrs. C, of course, is with me. So is the Big Blue W and Aaron. And you have got Doug and, and Sam, Sam on, on your side. Corner. I'd almost rather be on an island. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was going to happen. After no. that impressive performance last week, you knew you were going to yeah. get some people coming onto the Dolphins bandwagon. Even, even before and I that. Still love even before, I still love them. If they even before the upright, 70, I was leaning for the Bill or for the Dolphins up in Buffalo. After the bad start by the Jaguars, the Chiefs look a little suspect. The Bears game doesn't count. No, it does not. Um, I think you're looking right now at Dolphins Chiefs for the AFC. Potentially. Very early prediction. Of course, injuries happen. Anything but, can change. But It all hinges on Tua. All right. As Dave mentioned, your Uncle Dave told you, spillage, you're going to have to deal with it each and every week because we love talking about this stuff so much we can't fit it into one 30-minute segment. So segment two coming up after a quick break. We will continue with our NFL picks. Dave and I will be right back. Hi, I'm Patrick, not Pat, Mahomes, Super Bowl champion and MVP. And when I'm not trying to keep my wife and brother in line, I'm listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. Brittany, come on, stop posting on Twitter. Jackson, will you please get off TikTok? Man, it's times like these. I really miss doing stupid, silly State Farm ads with Coach Reed. All right, kids, it's Spillage on Sports Frenzy 2.0 with me, the Conquistador Dave Height. Along with your best friend, the maestro Kevin Crane. It's the 27th of September, 2023's record this, dropping the 28th spillage on the NFL on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon, Audible, and iHeart Sports Frenzy, baby! Otherwise known as iHeart Radio, as we still try to overcome the loss of Stitcher, still breaking our hearts. And of course, when I said I'm your best friend, you know that means that your second best friend is the Conquistador. That's right. We get you through this crap, kids. All right. Continuing with our NFL picks. The aforementioned embarrassed Broncos 
go into Soldier Field to play the laughing stock of the league, Bears. I think, <sighs> except for Doug, the governor, I don't know what he's thinking. He's loyal beyond belief. He's doing the homer pick with the Bears. Everybody else is is seeing, I think, what we're seeing. The other six picks that are in, that despite the fact both teams are 0-3. Somebody's got to win one. Win this, you right? still got the better quarterback. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. And the be- better head coach, for sure. Right. On the other sideline. So somehow, someway, Sean Payton is going to finally say, enough is enough. Are you people professionals? Are you going to fucking earn your paychecks? And I think the Broncos, I hate to say it, are going to destroy the Bears. I yep. can't believe. So, I can't somebody believe. has to win this game. Although, wouldn't it be poetic, ironic, if this wound up in a tie? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, don't even say that. Don't even say. I, Couldn't the you Bears fathom defense, that? The Bears defense is tissue paper. Okay, and I know you're going to say the same thing about Denver after that 70. That's different. I think that was well, more about the Dolphins offense. I think that Dolphins offense is clicking on all cylinders. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's playing well on the same page. <laughs> the Broncos have got to be better, a world better than the Bears. I would have got to be. They got to be. They should be. I'm not saying they're going to win five, six, seven games, but they will beat the Bears because I don't know who the Bears are beating. I just don't know. I don't see anybody right now. The the Raiders? Are they beating the Raiders? Oh, my God. Maybe. Because I know they've got the AFC West. Obviously, they played the Chiefs. Now they're playing the Broncos. Are gonna, Chargers are killing Ca- Chargers, Chargers are going to destroy them. them. So it's going to be maybe the Raiders. They possibly could because if Jimmy G's maybe out one of the concussion. worst, maybe an equally bad head coach out there. Yeah. All, All right. right. Again, Broncos for everybody but loyal Doug. Doug is like Charlie Brown right before <laughs> Lucy pulls the football, football. out. <laughs> Another. This could be like top game of the week 1B to the Dolphins-Bills 1A. Ravens. AFC North, yes. Ravens go to Cleveland to play the Browns. This should be a good game. I think it'll be a great game. Now, the Ravens should be inspired after getting beat at home by the Colts in overtime. Just bad form. Now, I hate to say this, but the thing is, I'm going to say it, I told you so. Just like we said on the weekend edition last week about Jan Winter, we've we told, told you so. so. There are certain things your Uncle Dave and I, we are passionate about. We know we're right, despite all the opposition and all the media out there against us. We told you Jan Winter was a dirtbag. He is a dirtbag. I don't think Lamar Jackson was worth the money he got paid. No, and no, so he far, was not. he is not showing that he is worth that no. money. And now, as we've been talking through this whole episode so far about how good that Browns defense looks, they are averaging, allowing less than 200 yards a game right now. 
I am going at stellar. home with the Browns defense, despite the fact we still don't know <clears throat> what's going on with Deshaun Watson. He's not looking like he's worth the money yet either. But you got Kareem Hunt and this Jerome Ward kid subbing for Nick Chubb. I think Stefanski's offense can handle the loss of Chubb. It seems like those two yeah. guys can take over. It's going to be, yeah, Brown's defense is the story of this game. Yes. So the old guard, the sports frenzy old guard, Kev yes. and Dave and Sam and Bill take Cleveland where the newer, I say newer, newer. but they've been around forever, Jen and, of course, Doug and Aaron take the Ravens. Yep. Oh, Bengals and the Titans in Tennessee. Yeah, the Titans uh, are schizophrenic. You mentioned Mike Vrabel. He is a good coach. He doesn't have an offense. No. There's no quarterback. You can't quarterback. just hand the ball off to Derek Carr or, or Derek, Derek Henry. Henry. Sorry. And expect miracles. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins was a terrible signing to bring him in. He's shot. He's past his prime. And again, Ryan he's got Tannehill. nobody to throw to yeah. him. Ryan Tannehill shot past his prime. Do you trust Malik Willis on the bench? Levis. Not necessarily. Might as well give Levis a shot. Might as well. What have you got to lose at this point? I, I Even with a banged-up Joe Burrow, I have got to take the Bengals on the road. Yep. On a short week. Yeah. Bengals for everybody except Mrs. C, who's going with the Titans. Uh, Very intriguing game at Lucas Oil Stadium this weekend. Yep. Rams at the Colts. Which Rams team will show up? Which Colts team will show Which up? Which Colts quarterback is yeah, going to start? Yeah, who's going to play? Yeah. So that's <sighs> that's the intriguing thing for me. I I am going to go with the Rams because I think what they're going to do is they're going to rush. The Colts are going to rush Anthony Richardson back too soon. It's going to be stupid. The pressure on their up part. the middle with Aaron Donald is going to get to him, and he's probably going to get hurt again. But the thing is, you still don't have Jonathan Taylor back yet. Although no. Zach Moss has been very good he's as a replacement, been... I don't like the receiving core. I'm not a big Michael Pittman fan. Whereas, again, I love Puka Nakoa. Kyron Williams is the guy now. There is no more pressure from Cam Akers. That thing is gone That's and done. Finally finished. But I don't know that I can can Stafford do enough. He's looked very, very shaky. Oh, he's he is, on the back end. He's yeah. on the back end. This this was a coin flip game. And it wound up tails, and that was the Colts. For me and Sam, the elder statesman. Everybody else is joining you with the Rams. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be a very close game. I think actually the fact that it's indoors at Lucas Oil, even if they open up the the big window on the side, this plays into the Rams because I don't think the Rams play as well in weather as they do. The Colts don't either. Right, but the Colts... At home, are used to this. The Rams, this is almost an advantage for them because they're used to playing outside on the road. Now they get to play indoors, more of their natural environment. environment. We'll see. 
no feel for that one. Buccaneers at the Saints. It's a crap fest. Yeah, despite the fact that both teams are two and one. They're both ugly two and one teams. Well, everybody knew that the NFC South was going to be bad this year. And through the first two weeks, we were like, what? 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. Falcons two and oh. Buccaneers two and oh. Saints two and oh. What? Now everything's coming back down to earth. All three teams lost last week. Now one of these two teams is going to be three and one. I think it's going to be the Buccaneers for one simple reason. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston will probably most likely be the starting quarterback and for the Saints. And do something stupid. He will throw a pick six. Which I, could probably might be the difference in the game. I think the Buccaneers look better than I expected. I, I think the Buccaneers win by a field goal. This one, I'm going field goal for the home team, the Saints. When in doubt, go with the home team. So, Saints for me, Sam, Bill, and Doug. Buccaneers for Nick, Aaron, and I. Or is that Mrs. C? No, that's Mrs. No, Mrs. C. C. Yeah, because Nick, Nick hasn't lazy ass hasn't got picks his picks in. in yet. Yeah. All right. Wrapping up with Monday Night Showdown, the Seahawks go out to New York to play the Giants. Oh, God help me. Yeah, one of the more appealing... Ugly games we're going to see on Monday Night Football. Wait a minute. They're all pretty bad. They've all been pretty bad. Yeah. God help me. I'm taking the inept Giants, as is Doug. Again, no feel for this one. Everybody else takes the Seahawks. I kind of waffled on this a little bit. I like Brian Dayball as a head coach. I think he's very good. But, of course, I've been talking of Pete Carroll this whole episode. They looked really good beating the Lions. On the road, I think the difference is the fact that no Saquon Barkley, most likely. So, obviously, big edge to Seattle with Kenneth Walker in the running game. Yeah. Maybe that's what they need to get away from Barkley. The Giants have nothing. No, there's nothing there. And you've got Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, I can't go beyond that. How could I pick the Giants? Again, they have no advantage in this game outside of no, home field Seattle whatsoever. No, but Seattle tends to downplay. We'll see. We'll see. So I hope I'm, I'm wrong because I talent. need a big game out of Metcalf. There you go. And I haven't been able to count on a big game out of Metcalf. So that's bitterness on my part. All right, moving on to college football, kids. Of course, the big news of the weekend lot of matchups involving two top 25 teams. Arguably the biggest of them all was, of course, here in South Bend, Indiana, where Notre Dame lost on basically a last-second play to Ohio State, 17-14. to Of course, now there's controversy because of the fact that after the game, it was disclosed that Notre Dame only had 10 defensive players on the field for the final two plays how does that happen and head coach marcus freeman says he did not want to incur a penalty give ohio state a chance to reset so he decided to let the play go on they would have been allowed to substitute without penalty 
I don't know about that. That's I I, I don't know about that, Dave. I we'll have not see. heard that at all. I uh, don't know, but that that's still inexcusable at that point. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Especially when you saw the overhead camera showing only two guys on the left side of the line, which is of course where Ohio State ended up running to punch in for the, the winning touchdown. Now, does this damage Marcus Freeman's reputation? I don't know. No. I don't think so. No. They come back and they beat Duke this week. They'll be fine. Yeah. It's it's not. They played the end very of the world. well, very hard against Ohio State. And then he got the little sidebar crap with Holtz and Day. And both of them oh need to shut God. up. Both of them. They're both acting like I, a I don't want to hear. Bitches. Of course, I'm covered, surrounded, cloaked with Notre Dame fans. This is why I don't root for Notre Dame is because of this kind of crap. Lou Holtz right? was a stupid idiot for making those dumbass comments. And standing by them after the game. Yeah. he. You're talking about a couple of away. petulant little babies. Yeah. One happens to be in adult diapers. And the other, the other one's got just... a fake tan and, in, in, you know, caps that we would all love to have with perfect teeth talking about disrespecting us and blah, calling us soft. Blah, and blah. Both of you need to grow up. Well, I guess the one's way past grown up, but yeah. But yeah, shut, shut, I, this shut is the up. kind of crap I hate about sports. The trash talking that you disrespected me, so I'm going to disrespect you. Just shut the hell up and let it go and move on. Lou Holtz wants headlines even in his geriatric years. He just needs to go away. So, that being said, Notre Dame took a little bit of a hit in the polls, but about what I would expect. Couple yeah, po- couple, couple places they dropped down to 11 in the AP poll. Of course, we mentioned they've got a big game coming up against Duke, which we'll have it here on the slate in just a few minutes. Who expected Duke to be this good? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. But as I mentioned, a lot of big games on the slate for this week. We're not going to talk about all the games we picked last week, but we will talk about the big one starting with Saturday early. Early. Number four, Florida State goes in to play Clemson at Clemson. In a ding-dong dilly, as the Big Blue W would yep. say. overtime victory for Florida State. So Clemson has now got two losses already. And is Florida State now legit for real? Potentially. They've still got some big games coming down the line. But it definitely eases up for them. Number 15, Mississippi. Lane Kiffin, of course, went in to Tuscaloosa to play number 13, Alabama. I guess Nick Saban's team (laughs) regained their footing to a certain extent. Yeah, a little bit. 24 to 10. Still. Usually this is a type of game, though, in years past, they were winning by three, four touchdowns. Yeah. So the offense is still not there for Alabama. Gee, Dave, why? Tommy Reese. End of story. Uh, A defensive affair. Yeah. In Utah, number 22 UCLA falls to the Utes 14 to 7. That was a crazy defensive game. Three and out, three and out. How did the defenses even stay 
healthy enough or they had to have been gassed as much as they were out there. Yeah, and as much as we talked about the Packers in the NFL segment kind of doing things smoke and mirrors and high wire act, I'm I'm really concerned this week about Utah. Because again, we don't know the quarterback situation, Cam Rising, will yeah. he play, won't he play? And UCLA is not known under Chip Kelly for a stout defense. No, they're for not. Utah had only put up 14 points at home. That's kind of scary. Me. Then, of course. The Pac-2 championship, number 14, Oregon State, at number 21, Washington State. Ended up being a shootout. Washington State had a pretty sizable lead. Yeah, but Oregon State away. Yeah, came back and almost – Almost was able to pull off. I don't. Yep. I, I don't say it's an upset, but no, they because they were favored, right? But thirty-eight, thirty-five, and of course, news came down here today that there will be no revisiting the uh, twelve-team playoff system, despite the fact that the Pack Two. <laughs> is sitting out there wondering what's going to happen. They are not going to revamp, revise the playoffs right now. No. They're going to wait to see the fallout. What happens with Oregon Who State? Who goes where and what? And yeah, what happens with stuff. Washington State? So there you go. There's the big games. The big games from last week, week four in NCAA football. So let's move on to week five. We have got nine games for you this week. Starting off Friday night, three really interesting matchups. Yeah, the point spread rule we have this week really came into play because of all of our games through the pros and the college, very, very close point spreads. So tough games to pick. Starting off Friday with Louisville at North Carolina State. Did you do your whole home team rule? No, this one I actually like North Carolina State over Louisville. Okay. And so Jen and Doug are with you. I just think Louisville's offense is a little bit better, a little more potent. I like their schedule, who they played so far and how they performed. So Yeah. I'm going with North Carolina State's defense a little bit more to show up on this one. So Louisville for me and Sam Bill. And Aaron. Yep. Then, huge game. Friday, number 10, Utah. We just talked about them at number 19, Oregon State. We also just talked about them. Yep. I've already kind of given you some foreshadowing. Yep. Utah, not sure what they're going to be. So, you're going Oregon State. Yes, I like the way Oregon (laughs) State fought back against Washington State. I'm wondering if they're going to have the hangover, the letdown of coming up short. And then Utah, I think, needs to make a statement here going into Oregon State saying last week was a blip. Well, you've got some people with you. Bill and Jen, Doug and Aaron are with you. I have got the elder statesman with me, with the beavers. Yep. (laughs) At least it's not the cox. And then finally, on Friday night, Cincinnati, the Bearcats, play BYU. BYU coming off a rough loss last week. Yep. But, uh, of course, Kansas. 
you and I sat there railing on that point spread saying, how is Kansas favored by nine and a half points? Well, there's a reason why, because they won by 11. Yeah, so what the f- I think BUY gets a bounce back game. I'm not impressed with Cincinnati so far this year. No, I haven't. Their, their schedule versus BYU's, I like what BYU has done so far. So it's BYU for you, me, Sam, and Doug. Cincinnati for Bill, Jen, and Aaron. All right, moving on to Saturday, September the 30th. Clemson again with a featured game, taking on a very tough Syracuse Orangeman team up in the Northeast. I'm not impressed with Syracuse's schedule so far. I just think this is a bad spot for Syracuse. If Clemson maybe had beaten Florida State, they would have had the letdown, but no. No, Clemson needs to make a statement. They have got to, again, like last year, they had to come back second half of the season, redeem themselves after a slow start. It's deja vu all over again for Clemson and Dabo Swinney. I think Clemson wins and wins easily. Yep. Everybody except Jen and Doug take Clemson. Those two are taking Syracuse. Jimbo! Jimbo! Just heard that Jimbo... Doesn't have a starting quarterback for this weekend. Oh, good times. I have always had a thing for Arkansas, and I really I, I did some deep diving on this game, and a lot of the experts out there think this is upset central time. It's right still now. Arkansas. Right I now, don't trust the Arkansas. The line is six and a half, and I know it bit us in the ass last week with Kansas, but I don't know how this line is six and a half. I'm taking Arkansas. Doug and Aaron are with me. It's Arkansas. I don't trust them. They're even, at home. Even, well, that's never been an issue. Every couple of years, they have that really solid team. This isn't that year. So you and Sam and Bill and Jen take Texas A&M, the Jimbo bandwagon. Yep. Number 22, Florida at Kentucky. Kind of shocked. Number one with the points, spread. Kentucky favored by two and a half. I don't and see how. And number two, that the elder statesman's buying into it. Yeah. Because he's... the rest of us are all taking the Gators. Yep. Sam's on Kentucky Island. I don't, again, some of these I... point spreads this year, yes, obviously they've come back and, and made us look like fools when we complained about them, but... Kentucky favored by two and a half over Florida. Just to, I no, don't get it. I don't see it at all. Two ranked teams, number thirteen LSU at number twenty Mississippi. God help me, I will go with Brian Kelly and his underachieving LSU Tigers. Sam and Bill and Aaron agree with you. Jen and Doug agree with me that it's Lane Kiffin's week. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me at all. But I looked at the numbers. I just think LSU's a little bit better of a team. Yeah, the quarterback's but... putting up spectacular numbers. So, and, L- and Mississippi's not known for great defense. They are not. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but again, it would not shock me. No. Number 11, Notre Dame, as we mentioned earlier, going into play. Number 17, Duke. We've got one person on the panel 
dissenting on this one. Yeah. I think Notre Dame bounces back big time. Yes, they they need this. I think that from what I've heard, quick. Yeah, they need this. They need this USC's coming up quick. So from what I've heard from the players and the coaches at Notre Dame, they have their heads on. They're not down about the loss. They are fully focused on No, and Duke. they played extremely well, they except did. for the coaching on the last stand. Yeah. So, so Aaron. Aaron taking Duke, Notre Dame for the rest of us. And finally, because I love a good mediocre ACC matchup, <laughs> Pittsburgh going in to play Vatek. Both teams, I believe, sub-500. Yeah, they both suck. They're both underperforming. And Mrs. C, I think, has a thing for Vatek. Anytime does. I she put Vatek on the takes slate, she takes it. She's going back to the old Frank Beamer days yep. when they were actually good. Yep. Well, she's got Bill and me joining her with Vatek. I will take the Pittsburgh Panthers along with Sam and Doug and Aaron. There you go. Obviously not as strong a slate as last week. No. But as I mentioned... I'm I'm a sucker for those mediocre <laughs> SEC ACC matchups because the point spreads are always tight, tough games to pick. Usually three points or less. Yep. So there you go, kids. Football is done. Two segments down. Maybe one. Maybe two to go. Probably we'll see. Probably two shorter ones. Yeah. Because we still got NASCAR. We still got the final week of the baseball season. We've got dumbasses. A huge. NBA trade today. Yes. So we actually have to talk about the NBA. We do in a big moment of silence. Yes. So do not go anywhere. Your Uncle Dave and I will be right back. This episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0 is brought to you by the Bills Mafia Marital Aid Company. Because when you are down and out, We'll bring you back up and in the game. Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher. All right, kids, welcome back. Sports Frenzy 2.0, segment three here. Taping on September the 27th. This will, of course, hit Thursday morning. September the 28th, I am here with my brother from another mother, the Conquistador, Dave Height. And my good buddy, the maestro, Kevin Crane. All right, a couple little things to clean up in college football that need to be mentioned before we move on to NASCAR and baseball. We did not mention, of course, the great and glorious return of the Miami Hurricanes continues <laughs> as they have now moved up to 18th in the AP poll after trouncing Temple. 41 to 7, winning the games they should win. Got another uh, fairly easy game here against Georgia Tech, and then the road gets tougher with North Carolina, and then I believe Clemson. So we'll yep. see how that goes. Gonna be tough. And then Florida State, of course, towards the end of the year. But the one I really wanted to bring up because this needs to be addressed. When we were talking about all the games last week between ranked opponents, of course, with the point spread restrictions I have picking games, I didn't get to put this one on the slate, but ha 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 
ha! Deion Sanders, ha! <laughs> Colorado absolutely manhandled by Oregon. Totally shellacked. And now they get USC. Now it's time for Dion and his ego to come back down to earth. Yep, the bubble has popped. Yes, and I know they're still better than they were before. They were the worst team in Division One A, arguably, last year oh. among the big conferences. Yeah. No, Dion has done well to get that team turned around. He's still an arrogant He's prick. He's still an arrogant prick, yes. And I get so tired of people saying, oh, look at how motivational he is and look how he's got these kids inspired he's still a selfish prick it's still all about him yep and it always will be yeah so i'm sorry he will never ever i don't care what jerry jones is dreaming about his wet dreams in the middle of the night <laughs> especially after the arizona cardinals game with the cowboys dreaming of Deion sanders riding in on a white horse and saving the cowboys that bullshit will not play with no, grown men. No, it will not. That ego trip will not play among grown men. Not even close. He might be able to pull this off in the college ranks for a while. There's no way this comes to the pros. There is no way this kind of coaching will ever succeed in the pros. But again, I just want to say, ha ha! Ha ha, Dion! Most overrated goddamn player in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Now we'll move on to NASCAR. Now that I got that off my chest. Good and the bad. Oh, God. Texas. Snake bit once again. Cannot catch a break this season. It's a bad season. It's just a, it's a fluky bad season is what it is. Ugh. And the sad thing is you burned a Kyle Larson and you got a bad start out of him. But he was he was running away with this thing yes. until a late caution bunched him up, and then he's running inside a Bubba Wallace, and the air just comes off his spoiler, and up into the wall he goes. Yep. Oh, so frustrating. Well, because... Tyler Reddick was the same way, kind of for Sam and for uh, for Bill. You know, he was running up towards the front most of the race. He gets into some bad luck. Martin Truex had a shitty car. I mean, I read the transcript of what he was saying throughout the race yeah. to his team about the car. Yeah. And saying, Jesus, God, how could you put me in this piece of crap, basically? Yeah. And the Byron wasn't there until the end. But that's all. And Doug, of course, got screwed with Kyle Busch. Yep. He spun early. So, Ugh. William Byron wins the Again. fourth race, and he moves on. So he will be in the round of eight. Yep. Ugh. And now, of course, the two wild card races here will close out the second round of the NASCAR playoffs. <clears throat> but before we get to that, couple of headlines in the world of NASCAR. Yep. One is very snooze-inducing, as Ryan Priest announces he will be back with Stuart Haas in 2024, and oh, that yay. is a cure for insomnia right there. That team, I feel so bad for Smoke, because right now Stuart Haas has got the worst lineup of yeah. any major team out there. <laughs> They're not looking pretty. No, Chase Briscoe coming off an awful year. 
Eric Almarola, will he retire? Won't he retire? Who cares? Cut him loose. And then, of course, Harvick is done. Done. So, not an appealing team right now. No. Really not. Nope. Big transaction transpired here this week. Transpired? I, you transpired? like that? Transpired, yeah. You like that? I like that a lot. <laughs> you like that, Kirk Cousins? You like that? <laughs> Kyle Busch sells his truck series team and Rowdy Manufacturing in its entirety to Spire Motorsports. Wow. Hey, you know, why not? If he felt like it was time to get out, time to get out. Yep. He's like, you know what? I'm done driving the trucks. Spire seems to be making a lot of moves here lately. They're trying to build themselves up into that. The next track house? Well, track house right now is like we just said, track house is doing a lot better than Stuart Haas. That team is a lot more exciting, a lot more engaging than yes, what Stuart Haas is putting are. out there. Maybe Tony needs to back out of his uh, drag racing and focus a little bit more on the NASCAR. He's got to find the next young hot driver and get him on Stuart Haas's roster right now. Yeah. Yeah, because they're lagging right now. They're missing those drivers. Yep. Now, of course, we mentioned that uh, William Byron won at Texas. That was the 300th Hendrick Motorsports Cup victory. So kudos to them. Yep. Impressive. Uh, We had a few penalties coming out of Texas. Childress Racing in the number three and Rick Ware Racing number 51 Jackman and rear tire changers from both teams suspended two races because they didn't secure the wheels. Always secure your wheels, kids. Yep. It's one freaking lug. How difficult is it? Yes. Always secure your wheels. You, Always wipe your wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You do not see these issues rampant in Formula One. IndyCar, IMSA, nobody has these problems like we've seen as much in NASCAR the last two years since they implemented it. All right, with that being said, it's time to move on to playoff race five coming up this Sunday, October the 1st, 2023. That would be the Yellowwood 500 from Talladega. Of course, I mentioned one of two wild card races as i like to call them because super speedway you never know what's going to happen and then next week with the roval do the road course specialists take over and can drivers like bubba wallace survive who are not necessarily all that good on a road course we shall see but this is the super speedway race of course and dave took the guy that i was leaning towards but I'm throwing a Hail Mary for the win. I don't think it's a Hail Mary. I think it's a good pick. Usually I've gone the super speedways, especially Dega. Ryan Blaney would be my normal pick. The way everything's gone for me so far in this chase, I said, screw it. We'll go with Bubba. What the hell? And as I mentioned, he was my second pick. And I was really flirting with doing an oppo because, of course, I'm in second place in our Frenzy Cup standings behind Sam. 
But it's Dega. But the more I want to lose, yeah. But the more I thought about it, it's exactly, exactly the mentality I I I grasped onto was that I'm only what 14 points back, right around 14, and I've already got him next week. I know I've got him next week because he's burning the guy that I'm going to use for the Roval. So I did not want to gamble on losing that 14-point gap. Right now, halfway through, I can make that up in one race. And Brian Blaney was my first pick anyway. So when he took Ryan Blaney, I decided, do I play follow the leader or do I do the gamble and go with Bubba, who was my second pick? I decided the gamble, the risk is not worth it. Not at day. Not right now. I will stick with follow the leader. So I've got Ryan Blaney. Sam obviously does. Bill following suit as well as Aaron. So four of the eight panelists go with Ryan Blaney. The three other picks we've got, all eight are in right now. Yep. Nick got his picks in, so we will not go back and revisit football, but he's got his NASCAR pick, and he takes Chase Elliott. Doug takes Martin Truex Jr., and Mrs. C takes Danny Hamlin. Very good pick for Talladega. Absolutely. So we shall see how that all plays out. But at least I know, unless Blaney wrecks out early and Danny Hamlin or Martin Truex win the race, I will at least stay with that small cushion behind Sam. And then next week it gets fun. Because I know goddamn well next week I can catch him. (laughs) NBA News. Barring anything stupid. Shut. Stop being Mr. Negativity. Hey, that's been my life in NASCAR this year. Come on. You're supposed to help me. You're supposed to support your friends. I mean, everybody on the panel is your friends, but <laughs> Cautious and you're married to one of them. There you go. <clears throat> huge NBA news. Huge, huge NBA Holy news dropping crap. today. Three-team trade. Now, do I like the fact that a player forcing a trade happened yet again in the NBA? No, but this will work on multiple levels for me because it keeps a small market team viable, keeps their superstar happy because now he has no complaint. He can't say, my team isn't trying. Right. Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee cannot bitch and piss and moan anymore. Nope, because they have added Damian Lillard, Portland's best player, Arguably one of the top 10 to 12 players in the league. Yep, mired in mediocrity for so long with a team who doesn't do anything to help him out. They did small things. They tried to do small things, small thing, but, but never took the big swing. No. And, and honestly, who wants, to, who wants to live in Portland outside of my freaking daughter? There is that. <laughs> Moss was growing on this guy for crying out loud with all the rain up there. Now, I believe the key to this deal, of course, because it was a three-team deal between Portland, the Bucks, and the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton, who has never been happy in Phoenix, he gets shipped up to Portland, so at least they get some semblance of a superstar back. And they've got a good young player coming in from the draft, so it's a rebuild, but it's a soft rebuild for Portland. They should still be good. Phoenix gets some cap relief that they needed. Absolutely. 
But the important part of this is now the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks solidify themselves as the top two teams in the East. Yep. It it should be a good playoff run for both of those teams when they meet. Yes. That should be a hell of a series. Yes. Yep. And then, of course, in a couple of years, the Orlando Magic will just eclipse them all and take over the uh, the East for years and years to come with my man, Paolo Bonchero, the greatest young player in the NBA. If the Magic can make the right moves to get people around him. Yeah, they need one more guy. One more guy. But I, I don't think they need to pull a move like this yet. No, no, not yet. All right, shall we move on to baseball? Sure, what the hell? The season shot on multiple levels for me anyway, so. I was going to say, do you want to talk about your White Sox? The goal, is, the goal is almost there, Dave. Two losses away from 100, losing this afternoon. We are 60 and 98. So close. And I, I'm not trying to be mean <clears throat> because I've been there before with the Cubs and I've done the same thing where when your team is bad, you want them to fail epically. Oh, when you have an ownership group who does stupid things and refuses to even try, they deserve everything they get. I am protesting. You've heard me rant all frickin' season. You heard me rant the last couple of seasons for the stupidity of Jerry Reinsdorf. And this is what you get. And then, of course, your one great player is done for the year. Only a few games left, but... Yeah, to help solidify. So Luis Robert goes down. (sighs) Whatever. Whatever. Believe me, I've been there. You and I are right there with the Bears right now, too. God. But the only thing is... With the Bears, it's it's been so long since we've suffered through this that the fact that they, they could end up 0-17 or 1-16 and, and get the top two picks. It doesn't do you, matter. Do you have any faith that they're gonna no. they're gonna be able to do anything with those picks? Absolutely not. That's the pro- that's the difference. Is hope springs eternal for baseball. You know? Not with my owner. I'm mired in the same crap. Shitty owners. For football and baseball. You made the playoffs a couple years ago, right? Yeah, and then you brought in fucking drunk sleepy boy to try and lead the team, and that failed epically. And then you bring in a manager from the only team in the division worse than you. What do you expect? But again, compare it to the Bears. Compare it to the Bears. It's the same. All right. My Cubs are trying to make it just, I mean, ulcer-inducing is all I can say after last night. Ulcer-inducing. I knew it was going to be a rough final week on the road against the Braves and the Brewers, but those two teams have both clinched. Yeah. So they might let up a bit, might rest some players, might, give you an opening to secure a wild card spot. But the Cubs had the Braves. 
They had them down 6 nothing. Yes, and they blow the game at the eighth inning thanks to a <laughs> crucial, awful Seiya Suzuki error, allowing two unearned runs to score. So they end up blowing the game last night. They dropped to 82-75, and 75, six games behind Milwaukee, second place in the Central. That doesn't matter anymore. Milwaukee's clinched the division. Now it's all about staying ahead of the Marlins and the Reds to get the final wild card spot. And again, uh. you know how I feel about David Ross. He does not instill any confidence in me whatsoever that he can get this done. No, he's trying to outthink everybody and has screwed the team in the process. Now, at least I can say, when I, I can go to a happy place for this reason and this reason alone, the Yankees and the Mets are officially eliminated. Woohoo! So I don't have to listen to the arrogant, dipshit New York fans anymore because your team suck worse than mine. Even if the Cubs don't make the playoffs, they were in it until the very end as opposed to your overpaid, overblown, fucked up Yankees and your overplayed, overblown, fucked up Mets. So kiss my ass, New York. I am so sick of you. Oh, we deserve everything and anything. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Your football team suck ass. Your baseball team suck ass. Your Knicks are your best hope right now. The New York Knicks are probably your best <laughs> hope to have a good team this year. Wow. Wow. What does that say? Fuck you, New York. Fuck you. I can't stand the arrogance of New York fans. I never have, and I never will be able to handle it. I hate the entitlement. We mentioned the Milwaukee Brewers clinching the NL Central. The Philadelphia Phillies clinch a wild card. Now, of course, in the American League, things are very interesting in terms of you still got a shot with the Tampa Bay Rays overtaking the Baltimore Orioles for first in the East. Both teams are in. Yeah, that that's going to be a hell of a and man. You really got a mess going on in the West as the Rangers came back to life, jumped back into first place. The Astros just I don't know what the fuck Dusty Baker's doing with that team. The Mariners half a game behind them, trying to get in. Wouldn't that be something if the Astros get knocked out? You know the way they're playing, it wouldn't be surprising. I mean that. That West, between those three, they have been, all of them have been so up and down. Nobody has been consistent. But it would just, it would shock me a little bit that the Astros do not make the playoffs. When you've got an expanded wild card situation, that team is too damn good, too damn talented to not make the playoffs with yeah. three wild cards. Come on. Yeah, but, oh, God. And they're, after, they're clinging, clinging to one of them. I know, I know. They're clinging. They're clinging. They're dingleberries. They're clinging on. Oof, God. Yeah, you Star Trek fans. Yeah, they're Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Go, go in your mom's basement, start speaking Klingon, and leave the rest of us 
decent, cool people alone. Yeah, because you've got the Jays, the Astros, and the Mariners right yeah. now and fighting. I, I, I forget about the Jays because they've kind of nestled into that first wild card. And so I, I kind of just assume they'll be there, and I haven't even thought about them for two weeks. Yeah. They're, they're sitting there with that second one right now with 87 wins. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because the, the Rays, technically, or the Orioles, depending right. on that goes, are going to be the they first. They get the first. So you've got the other two. You've got the Jays at 87 wins, Astros at 86, and the Mariners at 85. Oh, my God. The Jays must have really had a shitty week to fall that far back. Yeah. I didn't realize they were that close. I thought they were pretty much... They had hosed the- themselves a couple weeks before. They've been on a seven. They've been seven and three the last ten games. But before that, they tanked badly. So yeah, it's it's going to be a ding dong dilly of a slobber knocker down the stretch. As always, when we we use that vernacular, we're giving tribute to our good friend, the Big Blue W. Yep, out there running Sports Frenzy West. In Chicago, the best he possibly can with his ridiculously overwrought and too complicated competitions. Confidence. Pets. How many times will the Atlanta Braves manager scratch his nutsack in game three of the divisional round? No, no, I'm not doing that. No, no. not going there. Not going to do it. All right, kids. As I mentioned, looking at two short final segments here. We're going to cut this one short. Segment three done. We're going to come back. I got a Clint Eastwood badass. We have got, as Dave mentioned earlier, a very significant moment of silence. And we will play America's favorite game show. Woohoo! Dumbass or not. He's a conquistador. I'm the maestro, and we will be right back. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, during football season, you guys know we love to talk even more so than normal. So usually we're going four segments here with spillage and all that good stuff. So our usual episode ending segments are coming to you now. As he is a conquistador, Dave Heights. He's the maestro Kevin Crane. Taping here on the, the 27th of September. This will hit Thursday morning, September the 28th. Clint Eastwood, badasses, moments of silence, and, of course, America's favorite game show, Red Foreman's Dumbass or Not, 
featuring your Uncle Dave. But I do have a Clint Eastwood badass of the week as we keep trying to find positive stuff in this negative world that we live in. Did you kids see that Louisville game last weekend? Did you happen to see that? No. One of the most badass moves you'll ever see in college football. Louisville, the Cardinals were running a misdirection, trying to run the play to the left, but as a distraction on the right side of the offensive line, their offensive lineman, Willie Tyler, six foot seven, 320 pounds, starts waving his hands up in the air and then proceeds to do a cartwheel. <laughs> Wave your hands in the air like you don't care. And then does a cartwheel to distract the defensive players <laughs> as everything's going to the opposite side. <laughs> I don't what know what the f- I don't know what's more impressive. The fact that a six foot seven, 320 pound guy is doing a cartwheel, or the fact they actually did this in real time, in a <laughs> in real, real play, game. in a big time Division One college football game. So I have to give wow. Willie Tyler my badass of the week. Hats off and props to him for that one. Yeah, you that's can impressive. Check out the video, kids. It's out there. <laughs> it's It's stellar. It is stellar. So now we move on to moments of silence. And, and of course, baseball lost one of the all-time greats. Yep. Baltimore Orioles legendary third baseman Brooks Robinson passes away at 86. Arguably the greatest infielder just on defense alone. Yeah. Yeah, and again, let's go back to that uh, New York theme. Fuck Derek Jeter. The legend of Brooks Robinson, you can't top it. No, no, he was so smooth playing the hot box. Now, we have to admit. Or the hot corner. We have to admit that even as old as we are, he was before our time. I really didn't get to see him play. So all I got, all I remember is watching that uh, Saturday morning, Johnny Bench had his show with the kids, teaching them how the fundamentals of the game, bringing Brooks Robinson in to show them how to set your feet, how to move, get your glove down, proper throwing I still remember that because I tried to emulate that when I played. Yep. Yes. Because you had the Johnny Bench show and then you had, of course, This Week in Baseball. Yep. With the great Mel Allen. And Saturday mornings were awesome because then you also had the WWE. So it was just between cartoons and all the baseball baseball and the wrestling. Son of Swinguli. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And now it's a wasteland. It's an absolute wasteland. Kids do not have anything to watch anymore. Nope. I feel it's bad sad. for the younger generation. It's sad. All this network Saturday morning cartoon shows, now you got fucking news and paid advertisements. And PC crap. For shame, for shame. Let's see for half an hour how you can help save the environment, kids. Ah. 
Here's the new Ronco 3 food dehydrator. I literally saw an article the other day about a class. I'm going on a tangent here, but it's worth it. How to teach your young children how to be activists. It's like, can we let them enjoy their youth? Let them be ki- Let kids be kids. My Are we God. really going to do this? Are we going to have seven or eight-year-olds holding protest signs at drilling sites, pipelines, logging? Come I mean, on. Let them enjoy their goddamn lives. Enough with the gender transition and the activism crap. Let them have fun until they're 16 or 17. Then they can experience the true misery of adulthood. Like we all do. Yep, stop driving agendas and everything at these kids on both sides. And then in hockey, unfortunately, didn't play a lot with the Anaheim Ducks, but Nick Cordiles dies at 29. Had a brief little stint, like I said, with the Ducks. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers, of course, to his family as well as that of the Mr. MLB Robinson. family. Yep, and Brooks Robinson's kin. So, as always, what do we do, Dave? Pivot. I have five contestants this week i didn't have many until today i added four today (laughs) so a last minute rush of potential dumbasses for america's favorite game show yes it is time for dumbass or not let us begin of course the rules are your uncle dave is the sole and lone contestant We'll decide if me, your Uncle Kev, is on target or full of crap when it comes to picking the dumbasses of the week. Number one, I might go in order here. I think I just might, I'm not going to pick and choose, going to go in order. All right. The NFL. For once again, once again. Yeah, I kind of made that too easy, didn't I? <laughs> All right, continue. Specifically for the NFL, specifically for yet another choice for Super Bowl halftime that basically ignores anybody over the age of 45. As Usher is your choice for the Super Bowl halftime show. Not even a hot chick like a Katy Perry. Usher? Really? Give me another reason not... Is he still popular enough? I don't think he's been relevant for five or six years in my... But I don't know this new music. I don't know. I know Olivia Rodrigo. I know Taylor Swift. You know? But Usher is, to me, (sighs) passe. Why not go back to Metallica? Bring the old fans back. Metallica's been sitting out there for years, and they will not make the call. It's just going to be another halftime show I ignore. Yep. Time to eat and pee. Pee and eat, eat and pee. And I miss the old days when we could check out Beavis and Butthead at halftime. The lingerie bowl. Yeah. 
Now we, what, maybe still the Kitten Bowl? I'm not watching the Kitten Bowl. No. Put on some Rival Sons. Eat some it's, it's, queso. It's time and... to get the snacks ready for the second half. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Two <laughs> frequent contributors to this segment. Up next. Number one. Now, this one, this maybe I missed on this one. Maybe <laughs> I might have missed on this one, despite the fact of who it involves. Rory McElroy. <clears throat> Rory McElroy says that now with the Ryder Cup starting up this week, all the live golfers, especially those in Europe who were not chosen for the Ryder Cup team, their absences are going to, quote-unquote, hit home for them this week. And they will realize the error of their ways. Now, that part is me. That's kind of reading into what he's saying. But... Uh, I, I'm just tired of him it's, opening his yap about this. It's, Shut up! Win a major! Stop talking about how much you hate the live golfers. I'm so sick of this. Yeah, Rory, you're a dumbass for perpetuating this and keeping it going. Now, we all know a lot of guys who are on the live didn't make the cut. They didn't play well enough to make the cut. And that brings me to my follow-up on this, that Brooks Kepka, who did make the cut when many people thought he wouldn't because of his association with Liv, said the exact same damn thing when this was brought up to him. How do you feel about what Rory said about the Liv golfers who didn't make it except for you? And he said, you know what they need to do? Play better. You want to play in the Ryder Cup? Play better golf the rest of the year. But again. Earn your way on. But again, Brooks Kepka, nice house, hot girlfriend, mature, Roy McElroy, ugly ass face. I don't know how he gets any kind of hot women. He's a dumbass. Shut your pie hole and win a major. Gee, I I, I think... How many has, has Brooks Kepka won? Brooks C has yeah. outplayed you for the last how many years? Even on one leg? Yeah. Yeah. So shut up. Worry about your golf game. Stop worrying about solving golf's problems. Speaking of people who don't need to speak anymore. We all know about the Jets' woes. Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Tearing his Achilles. A couple minutes in to the first game of the season as he was of course projected proclaimed to be the savior of sports in specifically football in new york now they have tried to profess their faith in zach wilson who is one of the few quarterbacks in the nfl worse than justin fields so they sign as we talked about in segment one Bears cast off Trevor Simeon. But wait! But, but wait! wait. It's better. <clears throat> they got a letter. <clears throat> Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets, got a letter. 
my baby, she sent me a letter. No, wasn't your baby. It no. Was, it was one of the biggest media horrors of all time, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Now, I read the letter. I read the letter today. Sent a letter to Joe Douglas. And the first couple paragraphs sound actually well thought out, well written, and show humility. So I was like waffling here. Well, maybe has he finally matured, but no, alas, no, no. No, because then later on, he starts going point by point about why signing him to the practice squad would be a good deal for the Jets. He happens to mention the fact that it would be good for your defense in practice to go against an intelligent, athletic versatile quarterback like me <laughs> to prepare them for what is in the league right now. <clears throat> at, at that point, at that point, I'm like, dumbass. You're 35 now, Colin. You haven't played in almost seven years. And for him to sit there and say, playing against me in practice would be like playing against Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes is just the biggest dumbass statement of the week. Yeah, that that's pretty bad. And again, the rest of the letter is actually very humble and comes off very well. I give him kudos for that, but that one little segment. Just just stop. You you had them at hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, star basketball player, of course, for the Miami Heat. Oh, a lot of people, a lot of people are siding with him on this, but I don't see why. Because we all feel the pinch at the pump. We all don't like the way gas prices are going. So Jimmy Butler happens to be out in L.A. recently. Goes to the gas pump, and we all know California is the worst. Absolute worst. Place to be in the nation, especially for filling up your gas tank. So he posts on on social media how it cost almost $200 out in L.A. to fill up his car. And he's complaining and saying the government's failing him and he's going to buy an electric car. No, that's even worse. But... He spent $200 to fill up his Bugatti. Yeah, no, bye-bye. No, no, no. If you can afford a Bugatti, you can afford $200 to fill up dipshit. Yeah, I'm not crying crying for anybody who's got to fill up a Bugatti. Bye-bye. As they complain about gas prices. Yeah, no, 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 no. That is a dumbass comment. Finally, unfortunately, we got to get a little negative here. But this is this is disgusting and horrific. And this is one of those stories that really makes me wonder about the future of the human race. I know I'm putting a lot on this, but this this is ridiculous. This is disgusting and ridiculous. Brooklyn, Ohio. Brooklyn high school football this, coach. I know this story. This is who I had for my dumbass of the week. Brooklyn 
high school. I didn't mean to poach it for you. I'm no, sorry. you're fine. This is this deserves to be part of it. Brooklyn High School football coach Tim McFarland resigns. Why, you might ask? Because his players on the field against Beachwood High School were using a play call where they would scream out Nazi to call the play at the line of scrimmage. If that wasn't bad enough, Beachwood High School in Ohio is 90% Jewish. That is... I know, there's not that, words. There's not words for it's how disgusting so disgusting this is. and egregious and pathetic. Not only would the coach... This is endorsed by the coaching staff. If this is what they're doing, this is put in the week before for the play calls. So this is an egregious affront by the coaching staff. It's horrible for the players to perpetuate this shit. And where the hell are the fucking parents of these guys? That team should be blown up for the rest of the season. Done. There's no excuse. I mean, the the, the primary perpetrators are the coaching staff. Because they knew this was going on. This was not a last-second thing where a bunch of kids got together and no. said, hey, let's do this. And I'm sorry, but in high school, at this point, this is where you need, you know right from wrong at this point. And you do not have to do this type of thing. That was a conscious effort by everyone at that on that team. And it cannot be allowed to go unpunished. No. At no, all. No. I they agree. should forfeit the rest of the season. Completely agree. And if the people in charge of the school had any balls, had any guts, they're the ones that could say that. They should. If they stand by the, we, uh, we apologize, We this is not who we are, prove it. Prove it and take the team away the rest of the season. All right, so I hate, it, I hate to end on such a negative note, but that particular story could not go without us putting our two cents in and telling all of you that, unfortunately, not just dumbasses, but ignorance and stupidity and all types of racism including against religious factions, still exists in this world and is still prevalent. So we try to do that here. We will call it out. That's what we kind of established the dumbasses of the week for. Yeah, for stupid shit like this. So even though this is really egregious and really nasty and really awful, we have to put it into a spotlight, have to show everybody that this... I mean, it just boggles my mind that this kind of stuff still happens in this day and age. Absolutely I can't, I can't understand it. I can't believe it. But you know what I can believe? I can believe in the weekend edition. Your That's Saturday right. morning hangover cure. Your Uncle Dave. Now, unfortunately, fortunately, your Uncle Dave has a concert review. 
Unfortunately, we were supposed to have two. But, but there's a story okay. there. There's, there's a, a big story. Maybe we lose our rock cards, but I don't think so. I hate bait and switch. Stay tuned. You'll get the whole thing. Yep. And of course, on top of that, we will discuss the latest episode of Tacoma FD. We will discuss the start of the Continental. Fast 10, Fast X, whatever you want to call it. Killing it. And we have got book reviews. Yes, we do. So we have got a very... What? You got a book review. That's right. I can read, I can read real good, Dave. <laughs> we got you covered, kids. I speak real pretty, too. <laughs> He's your Uncle Dave. He's your Uncle Kev. Thanks for tuning in to the sports edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Yep. Check out the Facebook page for all of our picks. NASCAR. Baseball's done, so no more baseball, but football picks until the end of the year into the bowl season. Love doing this with you kids. Hope you enjoyed as much as we do, and it's not done yet because, again, the weekend edition Saturday morning. So check that out. We will talk to you for sports in seven days. See you later.